Welcome to your Calm Parenting Toolbox, the podcast for parents who want to get the most out of their kids and themselves. Here's your host, parenting coach, Heather Lindsay. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Calm Parenting Toolbox. My name is Heather Lindsay and I'm excited to bring you this episode on how we as parents can help our child with their emotions and support their emotional development. As I've mentioned many times before in this podcast, everything here at Blissed Out Mums works on the understanding that behavior is communication. Our child is trying to tell us what is going on for them through their behavior, what their underlying need is. However, it goes deeper than that because behavior is a reflection of what is going on emotionally for our child. This is the foundation. So a little bit of a theory behind this, and this is a really quick introduction because I don't want to get bogged down in all of this. There is what is called the thought belief action cycle and simply put our thoughts influence what we believe about something, something that's happened in the past is currently happening or we are predicting to happen in the future and on the basis of these beliefs we will take action or behave in a specific way. And in return, of course, the result or the response to our behavior then influences how we think about the situation. It can either reinforce the previous thoughts we've been having or help us create new ones. And this cycle goes over and over again in every situation of our life. Now, missing from that very quick overview of the cycle is one component. And that is feelings. How we feel about something influences how we think about it. We all think more positively about ourselves and what's happening in our lives, for example, when we feel calm, rested, supported, positive, happy or connected to those around us. In this state, when we're feeling this way, we also act in a more positive manner. You know, we're calmer, we don't yell or act out, we want to actively connect with others and we act consciously in line with the type of person who we want to be, both as an individual and as a parent outside of that role. Whereas we can have more of a negative thought pattern about things that are going on when we feel stressed or overwhelmed, tired, angry or alone. And when we've got these negative thought patterns going on in our head, then we can yell, we can withdraw from those who support us, you know, we lose concentration, um, we're more unfocused. And we can also make unhealthy lifestyle choices, you know, snacking on that chocolate instead of grabbing an apple or soft drinks for a sugar boost to lift our mood instead of a good glass of water. So if we want to change our thoughts about something in order to change our behavior, we have to look at how we're feeling and address that first. It's the same for our kids. So this process happens in the same way for our children. 
they don't understand it's going on for them, of course. And we as parents can often get too focused on the behavior and what we want to correct or stop them doing or have them do instead that we forget to look at what's going on. So rather than go through all that theory again and tailor it to our child, let's look at an example and put the whole process um, into practice. So let's say we have two siblings who are fighting. Now, it could also be two children, two friends who are fighting that, you know, aren't related. The same process applies. It doesn't matter what they're fighting over, but for this example, let's just assume they're fighting over an object of some sort. And let's say one child wants this thing, even though it's not actually theirs, and the other child, whose it is, doesn't want to give it up. So they're screaming, no, and it escalates, and we go to snatching and yelling and hitting and screaming and slamming doors and punching, biting, etc. You know, all that aggressive behavior that we see in children is, you know, really common, Now, in a previous episode of this podcast, I've explored my five C's discipline process, which I teach, which is all about how you can respond to a situation like this. And if you haven't had a listen to this episode, please go and have a find of it. Now, one part of that process is what I call the connect stage, working out what is happening underneath our child's behavior you know what they are feeling in the situation is connecting with their needs and their model of the world rather than just seeing it from our perspective as an adult an outsider and a parent so how do we do all of this how do we work out what is actually going on parenting detective work You are the expert on your own child. You know what stresses them out, what triggers them and you know what limit they have before they'll explode. So this is when you really need to trust in your wisdom and knowledge about your child and look at the situation and go through this process to work out what's going underneath. So let's say we're looking at sibling disagreements, common feelings that come up between siblings, for example, include feeling threatened, uh, being jealous, uh, feeling defensive or being defensive, Uh, feelings related to birth order, for example, eldest versus youngest or any order in between. Feeling ganged up upon, especially if it's two or more against one. Feeling ignored or alone or, you know, even rejected either by a parent or a sibling. Now, that's only a really small example of feelings that could be going on. And between your children, you need to trust in that wisdom as your as their parent, knowing what they could be feeling because of the relationships and the dynamics. And each situation is different. So at first, you might have to guess what your child is feeling at first, but 
if you can start an open line of communication with them rather than storm into the room, pull them apart and yell, stop hitting your brother so loud that the neighbours can actually hear, you'll start to see patterns in their behaviour and patterns in their behaviour is also patterns in their feelings. So then in future situations, because unfortunately sibling fighting goes on and on and on and happens all the time, the next time you'll have more of an idea of where you could potentially guess about what feeling is going on underneath. Now, when you do go into the situation and instead of tearing your children apart, although you might have to separate them and move them to other sides of the room, for example, to keep everybody safe, you need to come in with open statements to create this dialogue, this communication to work out the feeling underneath. So examples include coming in and saying things such as, you know, I can see that you're feeling angry about not getting that toy. Is that correct? Or, you know, it's hard when your brother and sister want to take over the game and not listen to you and include you, isn't it? So these statements are really sort of ignoring the behavior. It's not ignoring completely because as I talk about in a minute, we're just putting off that discussion until the future. It's really trying to identify that feeling first and that's that connection. For more complex feelings such as those related to birth order, try and put yourself in your child's shoes. It can be really hard when you're not included in the game and I'd feel really lonely if my big sister didn't want to play with me. Do you? Or... It's hard being the eldest and your brother wants to play a game for toddlers when you just want to do something for older kids, isn't it? When we are exploring what is going on for our child, there's no right or wrong question to ask them in that situation. So I don't want you to be sitting listening to this podcast, writing down what I'm saying word for word, because it needs to be the way that you speak in the language that you use with your child. These are just some examples. But the question that we need to be asking ourselves so that we can then ask the question to our child is, what is happening underneath this behavior? What's really the problem here? Because the problem isn't the toy. It's the feeling. It's our child not knowing how to manage that feeling. There's nothing wrong with feelings. All emotions, whether they're judged and categorized as negative or positive emotions, they're really all just part of the human experience, you know, for adults and for children. We're all allowed to feel angry or lonely, happy or scared, sad or vulnerable. What isn't appropriate, whether you're a child or an adult still, is taking these feelings out on others or actually internalizing them onto ourselves. Now, as I mentioned briefly before, talking about emotions doesn't mean that we ignore the behavior. And often when I have this discussion about this process with parents I work with, it inevitably comes up. But what about the behavior? I still have to stop them hitting each other, don't I? And addressing the behavior is the last step in this whole process. 
in order to teach our children how to manage their behavior, we have to go back to that thought, belief, action cycle that I spoke about um, a few minutes ago. When we help our child understand what they're feeling, we can challenge and address their thoughts about the situation and what they believe is happening. And when we change that, we can then suggest and lead them to alternative behaviors and explore with them, you know, why hitting their brother or sister isn't the best thing to do in that situation and what something else could be done. And when we're having that conversation and we're normalizing and empathizing with our child, they feel connected with us as their parent. And so they actually start to feel more and more comfortable actually talking with you about what they're feeling. So first we explore what they might be feeling about when, for example, a toy is snatched off them or why they feel rejected when they're left out of a game. Then we talk about how to handle the behavior. So, for example, you know, feeling angry when someone takes something of yours away from you is okay. It's not okay to hit them because of it. Remember, you can come to me and I'll help you. I'm always here for you. So in a situation, it's a really quick, simple statement and summarize of the situation of what's going on. We've acknowledged the feeling, corrected the behavior and provided an alternative um, and a different manner of support that involves us as parents. Now, this process is how we help our children develop emotional intelligence and awareness. And this is just really one example of a situation of challenging behavior that we face with our children. And each family has their own challenges and struggles and each child is an individual. However, if we use this process, we are supporting our child's development by being responsive to their needs and helping them learn how to regulate their emotions in a healthy manner. And that's a really crucial part of um, supporting their development overall as uh, part of our role as parents. So what age do we actually start doing any of this? So the sooner the better, but it's also never too late. Talking about emotions when our children are young and, you know, in the process of developing language skills. So yes, that even means those early toddler years actually sets a foundation for these conversations happening more frequently and more common and actually being easier with our kids when they get older. And when we have these conversations more often with our kids when they're young, so toddlers, preschool, early school age, kids, then it actually sets the foundations for those really tough and important talks when our children enter those challenging preteen and teenage years. If you suddenly want to talk to a teenager about their feelings and you've never had a discussion about that with them, they are not going to be as responsive to you. So if you want to have that relationship with them when they're older, you need to set the foundations now when they're young. And having these conversations whenever possible also really helps create 
a secure and responsive and mutually respectful relationship between parent and child where the parent actually feels like they're doing a good job teaching, supporting and guiding their child and the child actually trusts in the wisdom and the support that they have from their parents so they know that they can always turn to them when they need them. So what if you haven't been doing this and you're listening to this episode and thinking, oh, Heather, I've got older children. My child's 10. She's about to be getting in those preteen years. Is it too late? It's never too late. It may take a bit longer to see the difference and, you know, changing behavior doesn't happen overnight, particularly when we're changing our own behavior because we've gotten into habits of responding to what's going on for our child. But with persistence, things will change. Everyone wants to be listened to and respected. And I've always had the viewpoint and belief that, you know, my children won't listen and respect me if I don't listen and respect them. You know, children learn from copying how we are with them. So the change actually has to come from within us first. Now, this episode has been a very quick introduction into this process of supporting our child's emotional development. And if you're looking for some more information and some more support, I'd love to have you join me for the next online round of Circle of Security Parenting. If you're not familiar with it, Circle of Security is an evidence-based program that helps parents work out what the underlying needs are for their child at different stages of their development. You know, it helps us as parents gain the wisdom and the skills needed to support our child's emotional needs for the best developmental outcomes. You know, it's an eight-week course and because of the current COVID pandemic, I'm actually running it online via Zoom so you can access it wherever you are in this beautiful, wonderful world of us. All the registration information is available on my website as well as more information on the course itself and how it can help you and your family. Simply visit blissedoutmums.com.au and select Circle of Security from the menu at the top of the page. And please don't hesitate to get in contact with me if you have any questions. The next course starts on the 29th of April, which is a Thursday, and it's run in the evening starting at 8pm Sydney time. So it's perfect for the lives of busy parents. And I really love to have you join me. Now, a final word about this whole process before I sign off for this episode. There are times you will forget to do this. Or you'll respond to your child's behavior in a way that you later regret. There are days you will be disheartened and think that it's not working. Remember, there is no such thing as a perfect parent, just as there is no such thing as a perfect child. On these tough days, please forgive yourself. Get your journal out and objectively explore what's happened and think about what you can do differently next time. Go and look at yourself in the mirror and say to yourself, I love you. I forgive you. This process works if you work it. It's worked for my clients and it works for my family. My kids actually are the best guinea pigs um, for everything that you hear in this podcast. And if you're going to start to change your behavior, if you haven't responded to your child 
in this way before, you may forget a step at first. It's totally okay. This podcast stays up wherever you've accessed it and you can um, access it also through my website. So come back and listen to it again. You know, flick back through the previous episodes and find the one on gentle discipline and explore my five C's process and you'll see how this works in with that connect step. Come and join me in the Circle of Security course in a couple of weeks. And as always, please don't hesitate to reach out to me via email at heather at blissedoutmums.com.au via my website or, of course, come and join me on Facebook. Just search out for Blissed Out Mums. Okay, I'll say farewell for this episode and please don't forget to rate and subscribe to this podcast wherever you have accessed it. I really hope you have a wonderful day, happy parenting, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now.